Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, May 26th. We are here live. It is a free-for-all kind of day. I'm going to open the phone lines right now, and I'll tell you, I don't have much of anything today. I have a couple things I could talk about. I'd rather get to your calls, so line them up. I promise if you dial right now, you'll get through, and anything goes. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, if you want to talk about trucks or money or fuel mileage or health, maintenance, financial planning, the economy, politics, whatever is on your mind today, pick up the phone and join me. Dial right now, 855-950-3835. We'll get to those calls here in just a little bit. I would jump in pretty quickly. I think think today's going to go by pretty quickly. Uh, After my show... I believe it will start at, uh, what would that be, 12.30 Eastern Time, 9.30 here on the West Coast. It will be rolling toe with Mike and Kevin Beckett. So if you do have questions or comments about anything to do with tires and alignment, You'll have your chance here in just a little bit as well. All right, line up the calls. We'll get to them here pretty quickly. You can also go to the websites, either one, healthytribe.com and truckingtribe.com. I did put up um, some posts about questions. So just put your question in there. I will try to answer some as we go through the day. Uh, I have some from yesterday I may get to. The big issue, obviously, we're watching and paying attention to the economy. Um, Nothing's getting any better, and I don't expect it to get any better. This administration seems to be doing nothing to improve the economy, nothing to improve our supply chain, nothing to deal with the supply chain shortages. I'm not sure where this is going to end, but it looks like we're definitely on the verge of that recession we've been talking about for several years now. It looks like we're very, very close, and I don't see anything that's going to turn that around. Not that I can see anyway. So we could talk about the economy if you want. Really, as far as I can tell, there's there's two things left to do if you haven't prepared for this. I'm not sure how much you're going to be able to do right now. But based on the only thing I see happening around this, the Fed is going to raise interest rates. They're going to keep doing it for, as far as we can tell and what they're saying, for the foreseeable future, the next couple of years. Now, there are economists who believe that the only way to get this under control is to get interest rates as high as inflation. Well, inflation was 8.5% or 8.3% two months ago, 8.3 or 8.1 here last month, higher than we expected it to be. And there doesn't look like anything is going to change that. It doesn't look like it's going to come down. So if the Fed's going to get the interest rate up to match that, it's going to be really rough on the economy. 
Now, there is one upside. When we're in an economy like this and the Fed starts raising interest rates, then people, especially if you're closer to retirement, you've got a place to put your money that is both safe and it's going to grow. So when we're in an economy of high interest rates, that's usually not a good economy. We're usually dealing with inflation. Uh, it's difficult and expensive to borrow money. So buying houses or growing or buying equipment becomes more difficult. So that's usually a pretty tough economy that we're in when interest rates are climbing. But there is the upside to it. If you have cash... You have a place now to put cash that is both safe and it will grow. We're not there yet, but I'm already seeing interest rates on money market accounts come up. I haven't seen much about CDs yet, but I think we'll start seeing that again. So this is an economy where you want to be in a good cash position. You don't want to be a borrower. Borrowers are going to get killed during this time if you've got an adjustable rate mortgage you better be scrambling to get that thing refinanced to a fixed rate if you are carrying credit card balances i would work hard to start paying them down all of that money is going to get a lot more expensive you don't want to have big balances on borrowed money but you do want to have cash uh you know what? I had uh, I had some things here I wanted to talk about health, but the calls are starting to come in. So as promised, we're going to find out what's on your mind. I may come back to this health topic. If you want to jump in right now, there's still room 855-950-3835. Line them up. We are heading off to Florida to start off today. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Twice a week, full position. Nice. Yeah, what's on your mind today? Uh, uh, I want to talk to you about the uh, solar energy storage. I think on Monday we were talking about it, and uh, one guy was asking about that. Uh, you know, He had some panels on his roof, and he was asking about the storage, and you said that it's pretty expensive right now. I disagree with that. Uh, if you look into... Uh, EG4 batteries and their inventor inverters and uh, from signature signature solar company they have like server rack batteries five kilowatts for I think fourteen hundred fifty bucks and the inverter is like thirteen hundred bucks forty eight uh, volt inverter I uh, can do like two of them. Uh, with those batteries, uh, so I can have like 1.3 kilowatts of power for a house. That's pretty much enough for, for any average size house to, to power that. And, you know, together with those batteries, for $10,000, you can have pretty good, pretty good. You were, you were breaking up a little bit, but are, are you telling me that for $1,400 worth of batteries, we could run an average home? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Can you repeat that? Yeah, I, 
you were breaking up, so I want to clarify. Are you saying that there's a company and there are batteries that for $1,400 worth of batteries, we could power a average size home? $1,400 for one battery, and it's five kilowatts in one battery. So if you stack like four or six of them, you know, for grand total of $10,000, it's possible. Yeah. So, and that's kind of what, but you know, to me, $10,000 is still a pretty big investment. I, I'm with you. I, it, it's, it's not bad. And, yeah. you know, I think I've done some calculations around Tesla's battery and I would have, for a typical 2,500 square foot house, you'd be somewhere between 10 and $15,000 worth of batteries. Um, so that to me, that's we're we're still expensive. We have a lot of new battery technology, but that technology is getting even more expensive. I'm assuming these are some sort of a deep cycle battery. No, no, that's uh, uh, oh my god, lipo batteries. They uh, uh, the the newer kind of lithium lithium batteries. Lithium iron phosphate. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, that it that that does sound like a good price for a lithium iron phosphate battery. I don't think I've seen them that cheap yet. And you you you, you should think about it for your coach also. I think if I think they're going to be able to hold the you know the the great well in, in coach. Yeah. What's the name of the company so for the batteries? It's uh, Signature Solar. The website and uh, the battery is uh, EG4. Okay, I'm gonna check that out because uh, that's why I oh, held also, off Kevin. putting batteries in. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, check out on YouTube. The guy uh, is called DIY Solar with uh, Will Provis. He's okay. got pretty pretty good videos. He's pretty detailed, and he also has a book on uh, uh, on Amazon about you know solar and all that kind of stuff. I know you wanted to to research some more of that so i think i think you'll be able to uh, learn from him pretty pretty good stuff yeah i like that uh, i've got a note here i'm going to go check that out okay that's all i have for today all right thanks for the call yeah this uh this is an area where things are moving fairly quickly we're getting new batteries new battery technologies solar panels are getting better we're we're there. We're not quite at the tipping point yet, but we're we're there for the early adopters. You know, we, we don't have a lot of plug-and-play options yet to go electric on trucks or solar, but if you're fairly good at, you know, piecing some things together and a little bit of fabrication and some thought, there's some pretty interesting systems out there now you can build. Let's go to Ohio. Marco, welcome to the program. Kyle, thank you for having me. How are you there? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, so I've been tossing around the idea here of making a change uh, the last couple months now. Uh, I'm currently leased on to a carrier. I uh, saw my truck off my buddy. It stayed off. Uh, leased on a carrier. We just do dedicated freight. Um, but the upper management is getting real... Gandalus, I guess you want to say they're, they're not telling us about changes they're making and what's going to get into something. 
it seems like everything's been a discipline. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm not liking where I'm going. Plus, they were promised to raise. That didn't go through. So it all led to just wanting to do a change. Uh, and I'm tossing around the idea of maybe getting my own numbers and doing my own things. I've talked about it for the last five years. But I've also been seeing that it's not the right time, you know, with truck prices being as high as they were and the whole, everything's just juggling right now. Well, uh, I started thinking about the idea of maybe going back company. Do you, when you mention truck prices, don't you already own a truck? Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the market, seeing where I'm in. My truck's old. It's an 06. And my buddy, he, he didn't have it in the best condition. So I know that at some point, I'm going to have to either rebuild the truck or go a different route with it. And I'm kind of looking into the, into the future about what would get me to a better position. Um, I think I'm doing okay running the truck right now. I mean, you know, it's just hanging in there. I just want to make sure I don't compromise myself or... Well, yeah, this is this is a big decision. There's no doubt. So you're asking the right questions. For me, big decisions always come down to numbers. So the question becomes: Do right. you have good numbers? Uh, as far as like my expenses, what I owe, what I can do to move to make the move, how can I last? Yeah, good numbers on how much money you make now, how much you gross, how much your net, what are your expenses, what are your costs per mile. Do we have good numbers right now? So right now with this company, if I run three days a week, uh, three layovers that they offer, uh, it puts me around the uh, 3000 to 4000 range after expenses. Uh, it was better before they haven't given us the raise and the price of fuel, you know, go up. And their excuse is the fuel surcharge is your rate. It's basically offset what you're, what you're paying. Um, like I said, right now, three, three, between three and four, typically around the well, well, hold on. three hold, four. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Let's get a little more specific. When you tell me between three and four thousand dollars, let's think about that for a second. If it's three thousand uh, dollars, and we're talking about a week, right? Yeah, yeah, within the and, day period. Uh, just and this is after Monday. all. This is after all expenses. Yeah, my uh, occupational, my fuel, and the uh, permits to take out. I brought in uh, hold- days between like thirty four hundred to thirty seven, depending on the route that I do. Is maintenance cost included in here? Uh, well, after I pull, they don't pull my maintenance. I go ahead and I put a about ten percent into a maintenance account. For well, hold, hold, hold on, what so you put? Hold, out, hold, hold on, what you put into a maintenance account is meaningless. What are we spending on maintenance per mile? I hear yeah, crickets. That's a very good yeah, that's a good question. I haven't calculated what my maintenance per mile is. So that when I say this is everything, all numbers, it's really not. That's that's a problem. This is why we we have accounting, and so we need to know at least two numbers. 
What are you grossing per mile? What are you truly netting per mile after all expenses? If you don't know those numbers, how do we look at a new operation, something different, and figure out whether it's going to be better or worse? I mean, if I go, if I go back to your range, if you net three thousand dollars a week, that's roughly a hundred and fifty thousand a year. But if you net four thousand, because you said it's between three and four, four thousand puts us at two hundred thousand net. There's a huge difference between those right. two numbers. That's why this guessing, or I kind of, sort of, well, or I don't have maintenance in there those numbers will get you in trouble because they're not accurate. I, I, I can't help answer this question because we don't know how much you're making right now. How long have you been doing what you're doing? Uh, so I've been with this carrier for a year and three months. What were you doing before that? Uh, my uh, company, uh, the company driver, so how much did you pay? How much did you pay for this truck? Twenty thousand. Okay. So in the year, in the year and a half or so you've been doing this, how much money have you managed to put aside? I had about thirty-two thousand by the end of the year. Uh, then I put it in the truck. I went ahead and I. Uh, the differential hold, 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 hold on hold on, hold, hold on you're looking at numbers the wrong way again when i ask you how much have okay. you managed to put aside you gave me a number that isn't correct and i know it sounds better but this isn't a time to try to sound better it's a time to really get down to the numbers when you say i managed to put aside thirty thousand, but then i put it into the truck for differentials well then you didn't put it aside that was maintenance cost, and you had to spend it. So how much have we truly been able to save? I'd say about 12. At 12, but I don't touch for the Okay. Here's, I would not recommend you making any changes in your operation until you figure out what's going on with your operation now. You need much better numbers before okay. you can make this. And, and I would say, no, do not go get your own authority because if this is the way you're going to keep records with the market we're in right now with rates tanking, this would be a really bad time. This would be a difficult time to get your own authority if you were completely prepared. It would be a difficult time even then. You're nowhere near being prepared, though. How much, how much are you estimating that you would be able to generate per mile with your own authority? I would estimate I'd about 250 uh, thinking about just doing a power only. Uh, right now, it's, I mean, I don't want to say the name of the company, but we're only making a dollar twenty a mile. You know, it seems like all, all my other friends are out there at different companies. And they're making a dollar ninety, you know, two something dollars, and they keep telling me to wise up. That's what got me also my mind spinning. Why I decided to make the call? 
don't want to hear from somebody about, you know, should I just look for something different or stick it out for this dollar twenty. Well, one of the things you need to do, you need to come up with your own plan. What do you want to do? You're kind of all over the board. I might do this. I might do that. I might just go be a company driver again. Doesn't sound to me like you're really committed to making the business work. It's almost like you're just looking for the easiest way out. I mean, are you really committed to... to, Because I'll tell you what, if you're not committed to really running this like a business and making it work, don't even think about going to get your own authority. Right. It's more work. I mean, my plan, my, 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 my dream or what my plan, whatever you want to call it is, you know, maybe one or two trucks and just live comfortably, run, work my, you know, five days a week, maybe take a week off every so month or whatever, and just kind of be home. Okay. Uh, So raise my son a little bit so marcos let me you said my dream or my plan or whatever i and it's important to figure out which one that is but i can tell you what that is what you just described is a dream that's not a plan it's very very vague everybody wants to do well you're using really really vague terms i want to have one truck or maybe two trucks and you know i i want to be able to spend more time at home and still make money and but you aren't doing the work right now to know whether you're making any money or not. Okay. So there's so nothing there wrong with saying I'd like to have give me now, the right number. Now to, to say I'd like to have one or two trucks, huge difference there. Huge difference. That's you. You got to get really clear about that. Are you looking to build a trucking company and add trucks or not? That's a giant step. You shouldn't kind of play at a step like that. You should be serious about it. You should have a plan for it. Otherwise, and again, don't even think about adding a truck till you figure out if this truck's even making any money or not. You have no idea how much you could afford to pay a driver right now because you have no idea how much this truck's making. Your second truck will always make less. But, but we, we don't even have any place to start. I think what you need to do is take some time, forget about everybody else's opinion right now and figure out what you want to do. And if you're not serious about running this as a business, now might be the time to just go find a good driving job. Hey, now, if I'm, I, I want to start a business. That's what I want to do. Uh, is there some kind of direction or where I can go to really get these numbers tied down on what equation to use and get me to where I can make this call again and say, hey, now I'm ready here on my numbers. Is yes. there some place that, yes. or some formula? There absolutely is. I have two things that are going to help you. Um, so go to letstruck.com, start there. Um, there are two things there. Okay. One, you'll find our software profit gauges, and there are videos and tutorials about how to use it. It's really simple tutorials will get you started that's how you're going to get the numbers so then if you're using profit gauges you could call me and say you know here's my account i could go look at it we could be talking about real numbers right now and making these decisions the other thing i have is a course on how to be an owner operator successfully everything from 
the beginning to the very end. It, it's all there, and you can find that at the website as well. It's called Stop Holding the Steering Wheel and Start Driving Your Business. That's an online course. That course is also going to talk about bookkeeping and accounting and numbers. So those two things are what you need right now. Go through those. And if you start on those two things this week, you could call me next week and we'd already have things to talk about. Okay. Well, I'll get started today. All right. Excellent. All right. Good timing. Now's the time. You got to be making these decisions right now before uh, before things get more difficult. All right, we uh, we freed up some phone lines. If you want to jump in, you can do that right now. 855-950-3835. It is a free for all kind of day. Uh, I have some health topics I might want to spend some time on, uh, or we'll get to whatever it is you want to talk about. If you pick up the phone and dial right now, you will get through 855-950-3835. Let's go to Georgia this time. Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, it's so good to talk with you again. I I appreciate your, um, every, the advice that you give over the years and appreciate how you able to rebound from adversities and and I, I, man, I just, I just appreciate you so much. Uh, this has got to been talking to you over the years, the, uh, 13 cent a mile, uh, terrible lease program thing. Yeah. And, um, hey, Steven, it's, this is perfect timing. I'm so glad you called right now. Um, think about that guy <laughs> I was just talking to who kind of sort of bought a truck is leased to somebody that he's not happy with. Everybody's telling him he should be doing something else. He doesn't have any numbers, not really sure what to do. Um, doesn't that kind of sound a little familiar where you were at some point when you first called? Now I will, I, I will say one thing you, and I heard it in your voice. I'm not hearing it in his voice right now. He may get there. When I was talking to you, you had drive and determination. And I could tell there was a hunger yeah. there. You wanted to figure out how to do this right. Um, nothing was working. Your numbers were horrible. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody caught that, but I'll, I'll tell them again. Um, when you called me, basically what you said was you were in a lease purchase. You didn't think you were doing that great. You felt like you were struggling a little bit. Uh, and I asked yeah. the same questions to you that I just asked to him about numbers. And at the time, you didn't have any. I said, well, look, let's put them together. Uh, we'll do it. Mm -hmm. We'll show you how to do it, but let's get some numbers. So we know where we are right now. And you put the numbers together and you were actually out there driving and working really hard to make 13 cents a mile. That was pretty shocking when you figured that out, wasn't it? It was, I mean, it, it really was, but it's like you said, that driving determination to, to get through it. And, um, and once, once I was able to get through that lease program, um, things was really, uh, up and up for me. But the biggest factor of it is, is back to what you said, knowing your numbers. That's the biggest factor of it, of, of it all. Yeah, absolutely. And I can remember, you know, the first time we put your numbers together, it was 13 cents a mile. And then later I remember you calling me and that number had gone up and then, you called and said, you know, I'm thinking about 
leaving and going to another carrier, just like this call. We had numbers to work with. And when you called, I said, yes, your numbers make sense. Now you can make that next step. And then at some point, you moved beyond that even, right? Yeah. um, After I got out of that lease, I leased the Landstar. And then back in 2017, I filed for my own authority and, and, and been running my authority ever since. Ever since then, and and to bring you up today, you know, I'm driving now, but um, I remember one of the statements that you said um, to me that saying that I can wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You should be able to tell me the numbers of your business. And so, you know, to kind of give you a perspective of, to give you a perspective of that, uh, you know, just this year alone, you know, my my gross is is $2.91 a mile. That's every mile I put on the truck, wow. and my expense is a dollar and sixty-eight cent a mile, which leaves me a dollar and twenty-three cent a mile. You know, and um, and my var- variable cost is a dollar forty forty-one a mile, and my fixed cost is twenty-seven cent a mile. And so, you know, that's that's pretty much pretty much where I'm at. And I and and you know, I guess I I, I wanted to give you, which leads me to my question. I wanted to give you a business business plan and see what you think about think about it. Okay. Um, I was a uh, over the course of the years after I got my own authority, I continued. You know, I paid off everything that I had, all my debt, and I have zero debt. You know, other than just monthly utilities and stuff like that. And I was, you know, being able to put towards saving because I want uh, my goal that I wrote down was to buy another, uh, you know, good used truck and pay cash for it and also be able to plan for a house. And from that time I started my authority up to now, I was able to put back a little bit over $82,000 just in savings. Wow. Um, Congratulations. What I, what I Thank you. I, I do appreciate it. And what I want, wanted to do was, you know, I'm, I'm still in my old nine, old nine Freightliner Cascadia, which is doing, you know, wonderful. I got like 1.2 million miles on on this truck. But what I wanted to do, you know, I'm I'm, I'm watching the market and 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 watching it as these prices come down, where I'll be able to uh, to just write a thirty five thousand dollar check, you know, maybe a thirty five or forty thousand dollar check to to just snack, you know, to get another. Uh, truck, a, a second truck to to go into the you know okay. to build from that, yeah. and also what I wanted to do was put down, and I'm looking at maybe about the end of this year, I'm looking on track to put away maybe like a hundred thousand dollars just in savings, and I wanted to put twenty five percent down on a um, on a house. Excellent. You know, maybe build a house or either, or, you know, maybe build a house or either, you know, buy one at a really good deal. And I just wanted to run those numbers by you and see what what he thought about that. It's nothing in, not, that I'm in a hurry about, but I just wanted to run it by you and see what you thought about all of that. Well, I think um, the the work you've done has put you in an incredibly fortunate position right now that, I mean, just think about what I've been saying since about 2017, right about the time you got your own authority, um, which I, your timing couldn't have been better on that either. I've been saying pay down debt, save cash. 
and you will put yourself in a good yeah. position. And when this turns around, you're going to have all kinds of opportunities. It's exactly what you've done. You paid down your debt. You've got this cash. You're still able to put cash aside. So congratulations. I mean, your, your timing is just awesome. I think the most important thing you said in all of that is I'm not in a hurry. That's really good because right. we're not there yet. It, it's your, your timing is right. I would be looking at trucks just like you're doing so that you see the patterns and you understand what the numbers are really doing. The same thing with houses. Both of those markets still mm-hmm. have a long way to go down. So there's yeah. no hurry, which I'm glad you said that. Now is the time that you just, you become the expert on those numbers. You'll be the guy that's going to call me in three months and go, wow, do you realize that used truck prices have already come down 30% and they're still, they're still dropping? Or you'll call me and say, boy, you should see what yeah. real estate prices are doing in my area. So you become the expert on those two numbers and you'll know exactly when the right time to get in is. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And I, I wanted to, you know, just kind of keep you updated and also get your perspective in that area. And I will say, you know, especially to that last caller, um, those numbers work. I mean, those numbers really work. It gives you an idea what to what to focus on. And not only just the numbers work, building good relationship with the people that you work with, all that is essential. And I think a lot of people don't realize how essential that relationship is with people that you work with. So, so St- Stephen, can you take a, a couple minutes with me? Do you have some time? Sure. Yes, sir. I, I, I want to go back over a couple things here. You know, I, I recently reviewed the book, The Seven Habits, and one of the habits in there is be proactive. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that changed for you. We could look at a lot of lessons in that book, and you've put a lot of those lessons to good use. But being proactive, let's go back to when you first called me. You didn't know how much you were making. You were in a lease purchase. We figured out it was 13 cents a mile. Um, The only place you were going to go on 13 cents a mile was broke. I mean, I I was shocked that you were still making it work. Um, That's when I knew you you had the determination and if you had the right information, you were going to succeed. I said that back then. What if you wouldn't let, let's play out. Yeah. What if, what if you wouldn't have called me then? What mm-hmm. if you, I, I wasn't on the air, you didn't hear the show or whatever. What do you think would have happened if you would have continued doing what you were doing? Well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be in business and probably wouldn't be driving today to really be honest with you. That's a big difference. That's a really big difference because when yes, I sir. hear you now and I hear you talk about the truck and the money you're making and the plans, you sound pretty happy with it. I re- really am. Uh, I mean, you know, I really, really am. And, and it's like what you always say, do the hard work. And a lot of time, the hard work is not getting out there working hard. Is just doing the things that you don't want to do to be proactive so you can t- be able to accomplish the things that you're trying to accomplish. 
Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head there. The hard work is almost always the things in the back of your mind, you kind of sort of know you should be doing them, but you're not. Getting your finances in order, paying down your debt, knowing your numbers, being more disciplined, you know, building those relationships when you don't feel like it. It's, it, the, the hard work is almost always not that hard, really, when it comes right down to it. It's just stuff we don't want to do and we want to put off. But let's think about how you becoming proactive changed everything. Because the, the, the call to me, wasn't that a proactive step? It really was. I mean, because I was looking at the goal, but wasn't looking at the things that I needed to do as far as discipline and doing the things that I need to do to get to the goal. But at the same time, whenever he, whenever I called you, you know, I was like, you know, this guy on the radio talking about uh, get your numbers together, and you know, and I, I and I was like, well, I at least let me try it. You know, if, if it if it didn't work, I just go back to what I've been doing. But but it was life changing when I made that one phone call. That 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 was your and first that's a part of being, being proactive step. Yes. Yeah, that's part of being proactive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Now let's see what that did. I, I mean, I want people to really understand this, and I want people to think about these numbers i don't want them to be just numbers i want them to th- the people to think about how your life has changed how your day has changed and to put this into perspective you were making 13 cents a mile now when you were making 13 cents a mile you still had to drop and hook trailers and back up to docks and deliver freight and deal with traffic. And you had to stop and get fuel and you had to find a place to park and you had to deal with the truck breaking down and you had to pay bill. You had to do all that stuff, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. And for all that work, you were making 13 cents a mile. Now today, are you still loading freight and backing up to docks and dealing with traffic and paying bills and you're still doing all that same stuff, right? Exactly. Yes, sir. But aren't you getting paid almost 10 times more to do the exact same amount of work? (laughs) That is so true. You are, you are so right. Honestly, honestly, I'm pretty sure we could both say that your job today is actually easier than it was when you were getting paid 13 cents a mile, isn't it? It's a lot less stress, more easier. It's almost to the point to where I'm happy to go to work now. Exactly. And you get paid almost 10 (laughs) times more. Now, you did not do, well, I, I was about to say you didn't, do anything extraordinary except you did if we look at the work you did we could say it wasn't that extraordinary you you got some numbers together you made some different decisions you got more proactive you really didn't work any harder than you were working before you may be working even less hard than you were 
But the change was you got right. proactive. You made a plan. You made the decisions. You followed through. You did the hard work. You did the things most people will skip. And the difference, and you said it, was life-changing. That's what I want people to understand. This is not rocket science. This isn't, you know, engineering. This is some pretty basic stuff that most of us learned in the third or fourth grade. It's some basic math. It's some basic personal skills. It's just a matter of taking the time to get proactive, create a plan, work the plan. If something works, keep doing it. If it doesn't work, try something different. But there's, there's nothing here that everybody listening to me couldn't do right now. There is, it, it, there's nothing difficult about what we're talking about. Now, it might be hard. It is hard work. For some reason, these are all the things we don't like to do. And that's why when you can do them, when you get that discipline and you get focused and you do them, you get amazing results. You get the results that most people never get because they're not willing to stop and just do something different. You are so right. And, and to be honest with you, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise of the results that you get. It shouldn't be a surprise, but when you literally see it with your own eyes, I mean, it gives you that motivation and that confidence to know that if I can achieve this, I can achieve just about anything that I go after. There you go. That's right. You just put the same principle, you just put this principle, the same principle, you know, in whatever you go after and you will achieve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stephen, always great to hear from you. I think, uh, you know, it's a great lesson, and you tell it well, and I, I never get tired of hearing your story. Um, I mean, so much uh, so much thanks to you and the team that works behind you, um, um, and also even with the uh, weight loss journey. Back in 2019, I started uh, I started doing the keto, and a um, year later, I lost... I lost over a hundred pounds, you know, just within a year, no exercise, no nothing, you know, just just sticking with the plan. And, and, and my thing is, is discipline, discipline, you know, in everything that we do and everything that we go at, we have to have discipline, discipline with our time, discipline in the things that we do, discipline with our finances, discipline in every area. And once you become disciplined in those areas with, 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 uh, with purpose and also, also with uh, planning, I mean, everything will work out for you. Well, Everything I, work out I, for you, and and even with the uh, yeah, I was just gonna say I, I'm shocked. I did not know this about you. I had no idea you've lost a hundred yeah. pounds on top of everything else you've already done. Congratulations again. Yes, sir. I mean, and and that's why I say I I, I just thank you so much for for um, for everything that you do. And um, and I now I'm going to continue to follow you, continue to follow you, keep supporting you in every area that I can. And again, I thank you and the team um, for putting out this information because I I am truly well, I can truly say that I am a success story. 
just for the things that you teach, and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, and uh, keep calling. I absolutely love when you call. I love the story. Uh, and, and again, I had no idea on the weight loss. That is awesome as well. All right, we're uh, we're going to grab another call. If you want to join us, there's still time. Eight five five. Nine five zero three eight three five is the number. Jump in and join us. If you have a question, a comment, a topic, anything goes. We'll get to your calls here in just a minute. Line them up. Let's go to Wisconsin. Brandy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Kevin. Um, so it's kind of piggyback off the first call. Um, as well as the pit, I was listening to the pit this past Tuesday, and uh, I think his name's John, or I don't, I can't remember his name at the moment, but uh, he had uh, references. So this is a recommendation that Glenn Beck had said, and I listened to it, and this is why I'm, this is like a piggyback off the first call. It's uh, it's called One Second After. It's called uh, William R. Fortune, and it's. A, it's a story based off of an EMP, and uh, it's so it, all these all, there's lots of information in it that you should that you could use as a prepper, or, you know, to think of these are the things you should probably consider having should something like this happen. It, 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 even if it wasn't, you would still have that in your to go bag, I guess is what it, what they call it. So. Um, and there's also another story called One Year After. It, it follows it, and, there, and you'll know it's the right book by um, New Gingrich uh, Forward. But uh, it's, it's a fantastic book, especially listening to it, and I'm not even done yet. So I that was one of the very first uh, EMP books I read, and it was probably one of my favorites. Uh, Matt called a week or so ago and talked about a series by an author called A American, A period, um, American. Um, sometimes it was the home series. Really, really good. But one of my absolute favorites is this book, One Second After. The, the one thing I didn't realize right. at the time, because this was one of the first I read in that genre, is... And I've probably read 50 to 60 books on EMPs and the apocalypse. And um, it's a fascinating topic for me. Unfortunately, 90% of those books that I've read are written by people who aren't very good authors. I, I love this idea and this concept for stories, but most of the people writing this are not professional authors. They're not even very good at it. Uh, it's hard to find really well-written books in this genre, but this is one. This is absolutely a really good one. One second after. And the idea is, if you're not prepared, when this happens, one second after it happens, it's too late to prepare. The, the preparation exactly. has to be done ahead of time. That's the whole point of this book, is that once an EMP were to happen, um, there is no preparing after that. And the, the stories are, are actually pretty horrendous. Um, but again, yeah. this is not cannibalism. Just, what's that? Cannibalism. Oh, yeah. It, it, uh, it, it, it got, well, the estimate, and this is the government's estimate. So, 
you know, how much faith do you want to put in the government? But the government's estimate is if we truly had a nationwide EMP, which is possible. I mean, we know there are a couple of countries capable of doing it right now. If they did, the estimate is we would lose 90% of our population in the first year. That's how bad it would be. And when you think about that, people think, oh, well, that's never going to happen. And I certainly hope it never happens. It, it's, it's hard to even fathom, um, but it's out there. It's possible. There is another really good book, um, not about EMPs, but about uh, countries that could hack our electrical grid. And I think, I don't know why I can't remember this, but I think it was written by Tom Brokaw. Um, Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Because uh, it, it's so on, when you were talking when you were talking about the batteries, I was that's what I was thinking of in, in about this book is like don't get rid of all your old engines and stuff that don't have that have all that electrical stuff in it because that may be your lifesaver one day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the idea of, you know, that I've talked about this in the past, the idea that Elon Musk has that, you know, with the right technology, each home could become its own power plant. And we could even combine multiple technologies depending on where you live. Where I live, I could use wind and solar. I have tons of wind here. Um, solar's awesome in the summer not very good at all in the winter, but then I got plenty of wind in the winter, um, you know, better solar collectors, better batteries. And at some point, if, if each home becomes its own little power generating station, we would be far better off as a country. One of the things I'm already reading about, I've read multiple articles about this already. They're expecting rolling blackouts to be a real issue this summer. Why? What, what has changed? <laughs> what, what's changed? I've been on the planet, you know, 59 laps around the sun, and I don't remember ever being warned about, you know, these widespread rolling blackouts. What, what changed? What, are we not producing as much power all of a sudden? Well, they want us to go to that green energy. They're forcing us to go there. I mean, it can't be anything else. No, it's deliberately it, that, choosing. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, the one thing I don't understand is when you try to question and yes, this is partisan. When you try to question the left, because they're the ones that said all these things, they're the one that control the government right now. They two issues that I can think of. They clearly came out and said we do want to start converting to renewable energy, wind and solar. We don't want to rely on fossil fuels. They shut down pipelines on day one. Day one, they started shutting down pipelines. Now they want to claim that their actions had nothing to do with the energy issues we're facing right now. Well, of course they did. Well, just shutting down that pipeline didn't have anything to do with anything. Of course it did. You took action and you were clear about it. You said you want to shut down fossil fuel production and you did it. And now we see the results, but you want to deny those results. And the, the exact same thing with crime. 
it was they were running around everywhere. We want to defund the police. We want to put this money towards more social programs. Okay, you told us what you were going to do. You did it. And now here are the results. And now they want to deny the results. They want to claim that they didn't talk about defunding the police. Well, we have it on tape. I think they give... I think they give this, all this information out to the people who watch The View. It's like they don't get their news from anywhere else but The View and the local or the, the, the four or the three main, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Um, I remember like when, when I used to listen to Rush, Rush would say, don't watch any of them and listen only here. And, uh, and you really start to see that, that they're so, it's so biased. And then you get to understand why they can go around and say those things that you just got done saying is because they don't listen to anything else. They're, they're being fed. And it sounds like a real nut, but the reality is it is, that's what's happening. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is happening. They told us what they were going to do. They told us the result they wanted. They did it. And now we see the consequences. Now they want to, deny that they did it or that it had this consequence but but we're we're staring at it you told us this is what you wanted to do you did it here are the results and they're not good they've been really bad i you know i've said many times i am excited about the move to electric i like electric for a lot of reasons none of my reasons have anything to do with the environment because i have no idea and i don't believe anybody really does i have no idea whether a move to total electric would be better for our environment or not it could be worse for all we know that you know climate change is clearly happening our climate has changed from day one it's not going to stop of course human beings have an impact on it but we can't understand the impact so i'm not excited about electric because i think it's going to create a cleaner planet i hope it does but i'm not convinced that it will I just like electric for all the other benefits of electric. Um, but we can't move to it so fast that we do what we're doing right now, which is killing our economy. If, if electric is not cost effective, then we should not be doing it. It should be decided by the market. It should happen because people like it and they can save money doing it. And it's a better technology. There shouldn't be tax breaks or tax credits or, you know, and I I am actually looking at putting a bunch of solar on my house. Um, I'd love to do some sort of a Tesla, you know, roof if I can figure it out and figure out how to get it done. But there's also big tax breaks for solar. Uh, and yeah, there's like some ads that saying that the government will put those on, put them on for you or pay for it. And it's like, oh, really? It, yeah. <laughs> and I wish all that would go away. I really do. I do not want to see this happen because of government incentives, because it almost always goes wrong when we do that. Um, I want it to happen because yeah. it's a better technology. And it is. And if we allow it to happen through the free market, things will get better the technology will get better if we do it through government grants and tax breaks and tax credits we will see what we've already seen solar companies are created they get a bunch of money from the government and two or three years later they're gone and where'd all the money go we got nothing out of it 
So let the market figure this out and it will work much better. The, um, oh, I, I also wanted to say um, it wasn't Tom Brokaw that wrote that. It was Ted Koppel. The name of the book is called Lights okay. Out, A Cyber Attack, A Nation Unprepared Surviving the Aftermath. Uh, it was Ted Koppel. It really, audible? yeah, Ted Is it Koppel. on Audible? Uh, yes, Fantastic. it is on Audible. Good. Yep. All right, excellent. I like that. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. All right, that... Uh, I've got a couple minutes left, so if somebody wants to jump in, I'll take some final calls. Uh, I've got a couple things we can talk about to take us through the top of the hour, but I will keep an eye out. If you want to jump in, there's still some time, 855-950-3835. One of the things I was going to talk about, I'm going to be doing a longer show about this. Um. Two things around health. Um, One, just in general. Um, You know, I've been getting a lot of questions. Um, Somebody, I had recommended somebody to Dr. Wolfson for a consult the other day, and they sent me back a message saying um, Dr. Wolfson's initial consult and blood work and all that's about $4,000. Is it still worth it? And then they also recommend they work with a naturopath that has um, a lower rate can, but can do some of the same things. I, I'm all for saving some money. And one of the ways I can see this functional medicine thing working, and I really like it, is you get somebody like um, Dr. Wolfson's office where he's a fully trained cardiologist He also understands nutrition. Um, Working with him will be expensive. Imagine how much money you used to make as a traditional cardiologist. It's a lot, I can tell you that. Uh, He doesn't make anywhere near that anymore, but he has a tremendous amount of value. So if you are dealing with cardiovascular issues or other more complicated health issues, then I believe that his cost is absolutely worth it. But he also offers options to work with a naturopath or a nutritionist, and you can work at a lower cost. So either option I think is good. It's really how many issues do you have? Are they more complicated? Would it be good to have a doctor or a cardiologist directly involved, and can you afford it? Uh, That's really the decision. Other than that, um, I agree with um, with that assessment. Now, there's really two different approaches you can take, and we've taken kind of the opposite approach of a lot of Um, functional practitioners. So in general, you can go in right from the very beginning and do the blood work. And the blood work can tell you a lot. But I can promise you, if you're on the standard American diet, I can almost tell you what your blood work's going to look like. Because it's so consistent. We see it over and over and over. Rather than go do a bunch of blood work and find out all the things that are wrong that we would know anyway, 
I prefer to get somebody to just change their diet for 30 days, whether it's going to be paleo, keto, nutrient-dense keto, carnivore, whatever it is, make the dietary changes first. Don't do a bunch of blood work. Don't take a bunch of supplements. Make the dietary changes. One, to make sure you can, that you have the discipline and you're going to stick with this. Because if you don't, then just throw the rest of the advice out the window. If you're not going to change your diet, almost everything we say is null and void. You have to change the diet. So before we spend a bunch of money, let's make sure you can change the diet. But the bigger issue really becomes once you change the diet, most of what you're dealing with, most of what we would find on the blood work will resolve itself. Many times, everything resolves itself. Most people, if they can stick with the diet for 30 days, many times they say, well, I I don't need any more help. I'm fine. I'm happy with this. Now, they might come back a year or two later and want to start working on uh, other things and make even more improvements. But the 30 days of changing the diet makes so many improvements. Most people are so happy with their results. They don't need to go on to do anything else. So our, our approach is more, let's, let's just make the change in the diet. And in 30 days, everything will be different. Then we can go back and deal with these things if there are still things to deal with. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. I believe... I'm not sure, maybe Angie or Aaron or maybe Lisa can jump in and let me know. Um, Rolling Toe, are they planning on starting at 9.30 today? I'll wait to see if I get an answer on that uh, before I wrap this up. I believe we have Rolling Toe scheduled for 9.30 Pacific time, 12.30 Eastern time. But I'll wait and see if I get an answer from anybody on that. Uh, Okay, looks like they're going to be on today. I don't have a time yet. I'm going to say it's 9.30. Um, It's going to be just Kevin today. All right, we will see. I believe it's happening at 9.30, so stay tuned and... uh, We'll let you know as soon as we know. Tomorrow will be a free-for-all Friday. Pretty sure I've got both John and Joel. I think John for sure said he was off. Um, Nothing going on this week. So we will wrap that up before the long holiday weekend. So we will see you back here tomorrow. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.